Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Uh, hello and a very spooky welcome to this. That is the All Hallows Eve of Shows Shout Out. He's Andy Shilton. I'm Lara Lanamy. And today, while it's Halloween, but it's also Black History Month. And we'll be finishing the month off by talking to Edson Burton about his Trinity project. Uh, plus, Saski's back talking to Andrina Leanne and Terry's got a roundup of all the best LGBT plus books. Ooh, all today here on the Spooktacular Shout Out. Yeah, that's a downside of the, the Halloween world, of course. You, you don't get to do your usual... No, dum, dum. no, but I like this no. one. This is cute. This is like Adam's family-ish. Oh, so, yes. now, And if I go like that, I can say hello to Matthew and Terry as well. Good evening. How are you guys? Good evening. Hello. Uh, Marvel, Matthew. It, it, it might yeah. even work. Uh, Andy's here as well. Hi, mate. Hello. Um, and if I go like that, I believe and we should have Hans and Steph somewhere upstairs on the telephone. Hello. Yay. Yay. Hello. Hey. Good luck. Uh, so how many people can you put on one shout-out show by having them distributed because of social distancing? <laughs> Never you know? enough. I mean, we're getting it done, aren't we? We so, are, yeah. Uh, you we're, know. We're, we're kind of getting used to this this, um, yeah. this COVID thing. It's, it's weird, uh, isn't it? It's just like, oh, it's just how it is now. Well, uh, what we forget is we would normally put this n- number of people in the studio. Yeah. And, and of course, we can't. No. So, um, but it's nice to have everyone here. Um, happy Halloween. Happy, uh, yeah, happy... It's so weird because I grew up um, Catholic, so I Halloween was always like a... Uh, they, my parents allowed me to do it, but then it was also known as the the devil's birthday. Yeah. So, I, but I love getting dressed <coughs> up on Halloween. Eve. I yeah. love getting dressed up. You just up. like getting dressed up, to be fair. Harley. Honestly, the makeup <laughs> always bangs. I love it. Um, I put all the scars up. Hans, what do you do? What do you do? Um, I just watched spooky films. Really, I did oh. use to trick or treat a bit as a child, but it was like the same ten houses in my little <laughs> village. Everyone else just had all their lights off and were, you know, put a. a uh, I was going to say a pillow over their heads. No, they like, you know, put a blanket up and just pretended nothing was happening. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> A bit boring, really. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to crack us straight on because we've got such a packed show uh, today. Um, unfortunately, as much as we'd love to chat, we, we haven't got the time today. So we um, we're going to head straight over and catch up with Saski, who's talking to Andrina Leanne. Have a listen to this. Saski 5. Oh, yes. Hey, everyone. Now... This woman who I have coming up next is an inspirational speaker and poet. Uh, she's going to come and talk to us today about her new book, a collection of poems known as Chard, A Survivor Speaks Her Truth. Please, everybody, give it up for Andrina Leanne. Andrina, how are you doing? Hi, Saski. Thanks for inviting me on to your radio show. This is awesome. Oh, uh, no, listen, I know you're a busy woman and you've got lots going on, which is amazing. And I want to talk about your work, but let's just jump straight into it. Tell me about your new published book of poems, Chard. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, Chard is a collection of six years worth of poetry because I started writing poetry in um, February 2014. And since finally, poetry it has changed my life so during lockdown I had a chance to have time uh, like we Mm. all did Uh, (laughs) have time and I decided that the poems in my two journals I'd like to put them as a collection in a book so I contacted Team Angelica Publishing which is run by uh, Ricky Beadle Blair and uh, John Russell Gordon and 
yeah, typed up all my poems from my journal, sent it to them, and they came back with a yes, we'd love to publish you. And it's just been such an emotional process. It's been an emotional process because these these are my this is my truth, you know, this is, these, is, somebody said the other day that it's like reading my personal diary. Yeah, Because the, the book was published on the 9th of October. Um, so it's, it's been a couple of weeks now and yeah, I've had so much positive feedback about it. But the, the book in itself is about resilience in the face of adversity yeah. So there's lots and lots of different poems in there. I'll tell you, do you know what will sum up the book? I'll, I'll read the back. I'll read the back for you. Yeah, go and for it. It's also repeated in the foreword as well at the front. There is a strong correlation between childhood trauma and mental health issues. I suffer with PTSD and depression and use poetry to write honestly about the multitude of issues I have experienced in my 39 years. I have found writing to be hugely therapeutic. While I recognise the value of professional therapy, my poetry has helped me to come to terms with some of these issues. If they're not already doing so, I hope to inspire the readers of this book to speak and write their truth. We don't have to be qualified writers to write down how we feel. Honesty is the only qualification for this kind of work, and we don't have to share it unless we want to. This collection is called Chard. Think of a piece of wood that has been exposed to the flames. You may think of it as damaged, and it's true. It has been burnt and blackened, but it's still resilient and much stronger after going through this process. Think of me as a piece of charred wood. Wow, I love that. Do you know um, what? Yeah. It, it's so it's it's so um you know even that in itself is inspiring but also it really brings it home to the fact that how we can all be affected by so many different things at so many different times in our life but quite often it's that feeling of not being heard not being seen not being able to like you say speak your truth you know so with that I mean I know it's you said in your book like it's this is to anyone reading this but as an inspirational speaker yourself um is there any particular like audience or you know type you know demographic that you're looking to reach or you know as as a as a i guess based on the fact that you know as a a, a queer woman person of color you know like what types of like audience would you say you want to inspire in particular i think i would like the people i would like to read this book are people who have been through a lot of different challenges whether it's like similar to me like childhood sexual abuse mental health homelessness mm. um being part of the lgbt community and all the issues that comes with that <laughs> um like people who people who who are not necessarily writers or in that world you know people yeah. not not people who don't go to literary events and yeah. read loads of books like i want people to be able i want anybody to be able to read my book my poems there's about 54 poems in here and relate and have my poems resonate with them and think 
I know I'm going to start writing down how I feel. Yeah. So I've left two lined pages at the back for people to, if they feel inspired to write, write something, write how you feel. So I think the answer to your question, I think I want people who have been through a lot, which yeah. is everyone, isn't it? That's the whole world. <laughs> no, but some um, more than others, absolutely, you know, and being able to be able to express that and feel safe to do that, I think. Yeah, for me, poetry has been my therapy, you know. Yeah. You know, over the past six years, it has allowed me to actually dig deep and write about some of the things that have troubled me over the years, things that I've never spoken about to anybody I've written about in this book, you know. And we, we go through stuff and we really feel like we're on our own mm. in in our struggles and it's not until we read other people's struggles or someone else tells us about it their struggles that we can identify and relate and feel you know like okay we're not the only ones there's lots yeah. of other people who've been through the same thing yeah um i think um speaking to you just hearing you saying that uh, that's why how i know you're an inspirational person because you know your words are, are really resonating not just with me but i know listeners out there it's really gonna you know go across the airwaves and there'll be many people i'm sure reaching out to buy your book just for that very reason to be able to feel like they can be heard express themselves and know they're not alone so i really really do love that i just want to very quickly touch also on the fact that you know as well as your book people can hear you uh, that you have your your poetry lgbt events do you want to quickly tell us a bit about that yeah so poetry lgbt started in january 2015 you know it was at a time where there was hardly any events like that in in the lgbt community we had insight poetry which was going for a few years before us um run by trudy housen but when I found poetry in February 2014, I loved it. I was like, this is awesome. I spent the whole of 2014 going to different poetry nights all over London. And I realized that we needed a space like that so that we can express ourselves. We need to be able to, to it's all good going out to club clubbing and drinking ourselves silly, <laughs> as we like to do. But yeah. it's also really good to actually be in touch with our feelings and express ourselves and talk about our struggles it's really important yeah so poetry lgbt provides a space for people to do that openly great stuff i love that how um i just want to touch as well on because as i say you are an inspirational person role model um black history month really important month and sadly coming to the end of it there's so many people to celebrate right who is your uh inspiration who would you say inspires you uh in your life I'm quite inspired by Oprah Winfrey because she she was um, she's amazing. She she's a survivor of of childhood sexual abuse and she is so resilient. Like I love, I just love her. Yeah, like she's she's awesome. Oprah Winfrey inspires me a lot. Yeah, she is amazing, isn't and she? And her journey and her struggles and yeah. and how much she gives and how much she really loves people. Like, I totally love people. I'm yeah. a people person. Absolutely. Listen, you're a woman after my own heart, uh, Andrina. I tell you, listen, thank you so much for coming on my show. I could talk to you all day and I, I always say they're never low enough. But uh, I just want to tell our listeners, uh, make sure you get out there and you buy uh, Andrina Leanne's book, which is Child, A Survivor Speaks Her Truth. And you are a real inspiration. Thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck with everything you do going forward 
Thank you. You can find me on Instagram, survivor.andrina.leanne. You can follow Poetry LGBT on all the socials at Poetry LGBT. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, check out my book. Check it out, people. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. <laughs> the Shout Out Podcast. Uh, latest steps one there. Wow, I, didn't, I did um, not think there was the ghost still so, going. But. That was, yeah, they, they were in the process of releasing a whole new, new album. Of course and, uh, they are. It sounds yeah. very abresque. Yeah, it does, well, it sounds it? Very, very, very steps, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's called Something in Your Eyes just come out. Um, I think their new album's out sometime in, in November. I'm playing that for the people my age because it makes them feel like they're 18 again. <laughs> 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 were you 18 when Steps were? Yeah. No, you couldn't have been. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was around yeah. that age when they were yeah. releasing. Yeah. Steps were when I was also young and we're quite far apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I don't, I, I don't know. Me too, Lara. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah because it would have been the 90s-ish wouldn't it and then yeah. I was born in the 90s, 90s and then yeah. got it afterwards oh. anyway on, on that nice <laughs> lovely note that made me feel so young uh, let's get some <laughs> news headlines This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 29th of October. Digital Spy and the Jewish Chronicle both report that a man from Bristol who sports allegedly neo-Nazi tattoos has led to the suspension of a woodworking contest by the Sky History Channel. It was noticed after transmission of the first episode of the series called The Chop that a man with a notable array of facial tattoos included several which encode white power and neo-Nazi ideology in numerical references. The Anti-Defamation League in the United States maintains a comprehensive database of hate group emblems and phrases and notes that 88 is often a code for HH or Hail Hitler. Other tattoos on the man's face seem to refer to white supremacist sloganeering. Now, Sky History at first claimed there was no evidence that the woodworker had extremist beliefs. However, after being contacted by a number of concerned viewers, they have agreed to take the show off the air until the truth of the matter can be ascertained. While we further investigate the nature of meat and meaning of the tattoos, we have removed moved the video featuring this person from our social media pages and will not be broadcasting any episodes of The Chop until we have concluded our investigation. Sky History, they said, stands firm against racism and hate speech of all kinds. They put out an issue, uh, a statement issued by the Sky Corporation on Tuesday evening. The gay escapologist, illusionist and exposer of fraudulent psychics and paranormal pretenders, James Randi, has died in the US. He was 92. Known by just his surname, Canadian-born Randy earned a reputation as one of the world's foremost sceptics of matters from ghosts to UFOs. His incredible career saw him work with master illusionists such as Penn and Teller. 
In the early 70s, he was on stage with rock legend Alice Cooper, carrying out fake executions of the shock rocker, which scandalised the establishment. But James Randi was also known for his work in exposing fraudulent claims of the paranormal. In the 1980s, he demonstrated how Christian fundamentalists like Peter Popov were liars and cheats. He hacked into the radio frequency which was being used by Popov's backstage team to direct the faith healer to ask certain miracle and paranormal questions of audience members. Mr. Randy quipped on television. So, Peter Popov proves that God is not only alive and well, but broadcasting on a frequency of 61.2 megahertz. The magician's own foundation went on to offer an award of $1 million to anyone who could prove paranormal powers under controlled conditions. The amount remains unclaimed and the paranormal as elusive as ever. Randy is survived by his husband, Davy Pena, who he married in 2013. Now, older listeners may remember some of the events that would turn Bristol red during World AIDS Week during the past. Each December, gay and trans venues across the city would have prominent AIDS awareness displays, including flags flying at the old Alan Richards Trust building on West Street and a display of red balloons at the much-missed alternative bookstore Greenleaf. Now, in 2020, there is once again a huge effort to turn our fair city red for the week leading up to World AIDS Day. The leading local HIV charity, Brigstow, report that things are going to look very different this year and the annual celebration usually held in the watershed may not take place and red ribbon boxes usually distributed around many venues will not be happening due to COVID-19. So to ensure we still have a citywide presence, some of our most beloved buildings will be turning red in solidarity. From five o'clock on Tuesday the 1st of December, Ashton Gate Stadium, Bristol Temple Neats, Wills Memorial Building, the Bristol Beacon and several other buildings yet to be revealed will all be lit up red the color of the aids awareness ribbon you can text your support for local people living with hiv and make a donation via text if you text brigwad 5 or brigwad 10 to the number 70085 and incidentally you can also order ribbon badges and brooches from the national aids trust via their online shop Our friends at Trans Radio UK and the Belfast-based LGBTQ station Juice FM both report that Westminster legislation to compel Northern Ireland to accept marriage equality on the same basis as in the rest of the UK has now been implemented. For the next three years, same-sex couples in civil partnerships will be able to convert their existing certificates into marriage. The procedure will be free at first, and of course, couples now wishing to get hitched can have a full marriage should they want to. The Democratic Unionist Party in Northern Ireland opposed the move to full equality, but it has been welcomed by other political groups in the province, including Sinn Féin and the Alliance Party. And finally, before we go tonight, it's bright blessings to our pagan LGBTQ friends as the Wheel of the Year turns to the Festival of Samhain, or Halloween. This is the most important festival in most European pagan faiths, rooted in the agricultural ties of our Stone Age forebears. In Wales, Ireland and Cornwall, it is also traditionally the Celtic New Year. For many folk religions, the veil between the natural and supernatural world is said to dissolve, and in the words of the feminist blog Wayward 
inspiration can easily be passed through by ones who have already already left the bonds of earth. This belief has also found its way into Roman Catholicism, where the act of honouring deceased ancestors and relatives sees the celebrations of All Souls' Eve and All Saints' Day, when people in southern European countries visit the graveyards and turn them into a riot of colour with flowers. And in turn, this is fused with ancient indigenous American customs, such as Day of the Dead, which merges Catholic and Aztec beliefs with carnivals of skeletons and skulls, feasting and food. In South America, skeletons are not emblems of death, but of life and power. Halloween has an important meaning to LGBTQ people, especially in the United States, where it has become a time of pageant and parties, campery and costume. Indeed, it has even been called the Gay Christmas. This year, events will be somewhat different, but why not mark your own Hallow's Eve this year? Eat food, meditate on the year gone by, and prepare yourself for the winter months. You could honour past ancestors, or listen to some spooky ghost stories. There are thousands of podcasts online. However you mark it, remember social distancing, and keep warm on these cold autumn nights. For these news stories and more, you can check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. And Matthew Tosh. Shout out LGBT radio for you. <laughs> the shout out podcast. Uh, where the devil don't go. Um, let me see who's that by. Uh, Elking. So I like that. Who did you, who did you say you thought it sounded like? I thought it sounded a bit like Duffy. Duffy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah well, no, I remember that. It, it's got a very Welsh delivery to it. It's that sort of yeah, hus- yeah, yeah. husky. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so so it depends next? on your beliefs. It might be about the devil. It might be about whatever. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, uh, we should also now have um, Hans and Steph joining us too. Are you there? Hello, um, and I'm very pleased to say welcome back to Shout Out to um, Edson, because we have had you on the show before, haven't we? Yeah, it's been a while, I was but say. It's, yeah. <laughs> and, and in person as well, in case you're, you're wondering, obviously for social distancing, um, Edson's yeah, uh, yeah, jo- joining us remotely, but it's lovely to have you on the show again. Yeah, it's just such a shame that I'm, I'm remote. I did love being in the studio, but mm. so <laughs> it goes. Nice, We've forfeited it? so much with the uh, pandemic after all. Yeah, now, because um, that's one of the things that we want to talk to you about, because um, um, you're up to, well, an awful lot of different things by the sound of it. Do you want to kind of give us a synopsis of um, uh, some of the things you're up to at the moment? Ooh, um, so I've been doing, um, so I'm working on the project Art of Resistance at Trinity, which is looking at 100 years of different resistance movements in Bristol. And, uh, well, we've had to... Yeah, rethink aspects of the project because of COVID-19. It's very much sort of oral history, volunteer-based, collating information. But we're getting into gear now. We'll be running a, a couple of events coming up uh, later on this year. Um, 
including a night called Champion, which is a collaboration with St. Paul's Carnival, uh, the Art of Resistance Project, and Trinity Sunday Sessions. Sorry, I call them Sunday Sessions, I don't know why. <laughs> Trinity Sessions, these are uh, the live gigs that we've got going on in our stretch tent outside. Cool. Um, so so you, you've, you, you have been hit by COVID then, it's had to change some of the plans that you had, has it? Yeah, it is, I guess, because we're so much of the activity for Art Resistance are um, delivering to physical audiences and also um, a lot of the kind of research we'd ideally like people to be able to undertake in physical time, not just online, partly for inclusivity reasons, you know, because there is this presumption that everyone has got a computer at home, but what we've seen, of course, with the what's happening in schools is that young people in particular and some older people don't have ready access to um, the internet and yeah. don't also have quiet spaces. I mean, I was one of eight when I was growing up and, and uh, yeah, getting it's, it was a skill to learn to bot out all the noise coming from my brothers and sisters. <laughs> uh, was it, what was it like for you to put on these, um, these events? Like, so what, what do they mean to you? Oh, um, well, let me, so I'm also putting on a series of, I've been working with Esther Afrikaruwe to run a series of events for St Paul's Carnival and um, we've basically been the curators of, of Carnival's Black History Month contribution and so that's been both live events and we did two live events at the Bristol Ovic and also events that are pre and pre-records that we've had filmed by Bath University students. Um, I guess why I, what I love about the art resistance and what I loved about these projects, I guess they are subjects that are very close to my heart and in particular with the carnival project, what I wanted to do was try and create a broader vision of what carnival means and what and how it relates to different communities, different black communities. So what do you feel it does mean though? yeah so Black History Month where do you start I guess in a sense as someone who's a historian who works and writes about black history um, as part of my creative life and my academic life all the time um, it's a point of intensity but I think it's value for those who kind of are detractors to Black History Month I think the value in it for me is that most of the world in reality is not focused on the stories of people who are outside their own subject position so we know that LGBT History Month isn't about you just you know LGBT for a month but many other people wouldn't be interested in their stories unless there's a special focus mm -hmm. many people wouldn't be interested in Black History Month actually without that special focus so it's not an, e an either nor or um, so for me, it's a point at which actually you can turn the eyes of the world, turn the eyes of your city onto your experience, but also use that to have a discussion within your community um, around what is, your, what is the identity of that community. So Carnival has a particular identity, but um, it's actually as... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get myself into trouble on air. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you you are live, just so. That <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I, I, but I can't help it. <laughs> I guess what I'm thinking is that a city has a as a community, and that community has a, a heritage. But Carnival's heritage is bigger than the city, and Carnival's heritage is also owned by many people, not just by one reflection of blackness. Mm. So we've been really keen to bring in different voices. Uh, working with Esther's been great. She's quite a bit younger than me, but we have shared perspectives. Um, I asked Aisha Chamberlain to do a Vogue workshop as part of a strand of Warrior Dance. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a whole thing about uh, carnival dance and the, resi the resistance that led to St Paul's, sorry, that led to carnival full stop. And of course, St Paul's Carnival is our local iteration. But it's, again, my key thing is how do we integrate queer stories into uh, the narratives of black history? How do you likewise put black stories into LGBT History Month? So and and you, you think that that's what's going to come across, you know, because um, what I'm keen to know is if people come down and, and see the event, is what, what kind of thing should we expect to see? Um, well, it's, when I say see, I guess that's that's part of the problem. We're because of COVID, of course, all our events, most of our events, have been um, our pre-records. Um, so, how far did I push that boat out? Um, I think Aisha's workshop represents a shape of things to come. Um, it, you know, I'd like to do a lot more. Um, but across the spectrum of the whole project, I guess what we were trying to suggest is that um, we need to kind of rethink and interrogate what carnival is and what blackness can be in that. But without a resistance, we've got more latitude in some ways to tell different stories. Um, and we will include um, LGBT protest in Bristol um, among well, the very, that we look very at. very poignant and, one, that one, wasn't it? So. And also, I guess, in many ways, people are... Um, often activism cuts across different strands. People are not activists for one thing. Um, very true. So very we true. know that with Green and Common, for example, I know many people that, including people that I interviewed, um, it was also about being women. It was also about being lesbians. It was also about coming to understand sexuality through that experience actually so it's such a, a complexity where I think what we tend to find maybe particularly in our times that we chop things up into into separate silos of movements and activism and actually they've been they're much more plural Mm. And I suppose that's what I found particularly exciting about Black Lives Matter. And I've been doing some talks for uh, South Gloss. So, um, so if someone uh, wanted South to Gloss find Council, out where where to, uh, my talks was. So, if someone wanted to find out where to go with Trinity and to find out about the project, where should they go? So, if they wanted to find out about um, Trinity, check out um, the Trinity website. Um, and then also if they're really interested in volunteering on the project and finding out more they can email me out at edson 
uh, not at Edson, sorry, mm. Edson at trinitybristol.org.uk and it's E-D-S-O-N. And your social media. They want to know more about what I'm up to or find... So the Carnival website, St Paul's Carnival website, will have all the the pre-records of the events that we've done. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll also we'll make sure that we put the links up uh, on our website as well when uh, when the show goes up later. So um, it's uh, yeah. the Art of Resistance and Carnival, which is uh, one of the Trinity projects that Edson's been working on. It, yeah. Sorry, so. so two separate, yeah, two separate things. So Semples Carnival, I've been doing curation work, and then the Art of Resistance is the Trinity project. So cool. it's been a busy month. <laughs> cool. been running around. For listen, listen, we're, we're rapidly running out of time, so we're going to have to move on. Um, but it's cool. lovely to catch up with you again. Um, and a good luck with the project, especially during these COVID times. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but um, it's great that they're still carrying on in some form. And uh, yes, hope, hope, hopefully so. when COVID's over, we can revisit a few yes. and do some of the things that even we, we, we'd like to do, because Shout Out was due to do a few things this year too. So yeah. uh, listen, um, it's been lovely talking to you. Best luck with it. And um, we'll catch you again soon. Yeah. Um, you're listening to Shout Out. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. <laughs> the Shout Out podcast. Uh, that's uh, People Are Strange. It's a little bob fest, isn't it's, it? Uh, yeah. I loved that. Uh, it is People obviously. People are strange when they're strangers. Is. They're even stranger when they're your, when they're your friends. So, <laughs> Hans is in the room, by the way. Can you tell? Hi. <laughs> yes, but that eloquently said sentence. <laughs> so, um, that is a festival <laughs> mix. That's by Kaze Maddox and uh, Nino uh, Lacarali. Wow, that is so wow, you said that, that name so is nearly well. yeah. as easy to say as mine. <laughs> Was that the Doors originally? Oh, quite Ooh. possibly, yeah. Andy H might know. I don't know. <laughs> he's vanished. Oh, he's he's, he's, he's disappeared because <laughs> yeah, Hans has he's turned into a bat and flown off. Yeah, Hans yeah. has <laughs> come in to join <laughs> us for um, uh, book review. So, Indeed. Um, oh, and I think I think Steph's still there. Are you still there, Steph? No. Oh, oh gosh, she's oh, okay. turned into a bat. You scared her off. That's the problem, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a spooky show this evening. Well, yeah. we're all a bit batty here. All those shots. Oh, yeah, well, speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that like. We were this is the worst combination for radio ever. I've got Hans and Lara in the room at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we are your gu- we are your dynamite. You light us and we will go. We sparkle. We, we, we make you yeah. Yeah, we make you sparkle. Yeah. And that's not. hard. You make me smile a lot too. Yeah, the glitter yeah. fairies. Anyway, um, Terry, uh, this is very much over to you, mate. So we're we're doing top ten LGBT plus we books are, for um, October. So um, yeah. And thanks to the uh, team at News From Nowhere Bookshop in Liverpool, which is at 96 Bold Street. It's still open with social distancing and they've got a great mail order service as well. They're a workers' cooperative run bookstore, so they're not for profit. And they're run by a women's collective and have been since 1974. So they're great friends of the programme. And they have a massive feminist, a massive LGBTQ, massive BAME section, massive Jewish section. So, you know, pop along there or have a look at their website there's it's nothing, great calendars uh, too they've got how to handle um, hands there's, uh, there's nothing have they got a book <laughs> nobody's written that yet no, we need an encyclopedia for that's that that's right it's so, got, so what, we, what are we kicking off with then Terry? we've got we've got the top 10 books for this autumn what's flying off the shelves mm-hmm. and which you might want to consider getting the uh, 
the gay, trans or non-binary person in your life for them to stick in their stocking or rather you stick in their stocking or something like I that. Say. Anyway. Keep it clean, please. So, Sorry, for goodness sake. <laughs> 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 I'm going to do the top ten. I so like where, where you're going to kick off. Yes, I am. I, I like nothing more than sticking my head into a book and sniffing the pages. Um, so let's start. <laughs> Number ten. Kindle's not quite the same. Unapologetic. A black, queer and feminist mandate for radical movements by Charlene A. Caruthers. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Drawing on black intellectual and grassroots organising traditions, including the... Sorry. Haitian. Thank you, Terry. Revolution, the US civil rights movement, and LGBTQ rights and feminist movements. Unapologetic challenges all of us engaged in the social justice struggle to make the movement for black liberation more radical, more queer, and more feminist. This book provides a vision for how social justice movements can become sharper and more effective through principles, struggle, healing justice, and leadership development. It's eleven ninety nine in paperback. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, number nine, that. we have um, no modernism without. Lesbians by Diana Suhami. This is the extraordinary story of how a singular group of women in a pivotal time and place, Paris between the wars, fostered the birth of the modernist movement. Sylvia Beach, Natalie Barney and Gertrude Stein amongst others. This is a trailblazing publisher, a patron of artists, a society hostess and a groundbreaking writer. They were all women who loved women. Diana weaves their stories into those of the four central women to create a vivid moving tapestry of life among the modernists in pre-war Paris. Brilliant, that sounds fantastic. Mm. Number eight, Life as a Unicorn, A Journey from Shame to Pride and Everything in Between by Amru Al-Khadi. A heartbreaking and hilarious memoir about the author's fight to be a true, t- sorry, to be true to themselves. Life as a Unicorn is a hilarious yet devastating story of a search for belonging, following the painful and surprising process of transforming from a God-fearing Muslim boy to a queer drag queen, strutting the stage in seven-inch heels and saying the things nobody else dares to say. Nine ninety-nine paperback. Number seven, Black Car Burning by Helen Mort. Alexa is a young police community support officer whose world feels unstable. Her father is estranged and her girlfriend is increasingly distant. Their polyamorous relationship, which for years felt so natural, is starting to seem strained. As she patrols Sheffield, she senses the riding tension in its disparate communities and doubts her ability to keep the peace, to help, to change anything. Black Car Burning is a debut novel of trust and trauma from one of our best young writers. Thank you, Terry. Number six, The Little Book of Pride, LGBTQ plus voices that change the world. The Little Book of Pride is a collection of quotes that captures the voices of those who have played a key part in the long journey to a place of pride, from the very first pioneers to those who took the fight into the streets of the Stonewall riots and fight and right up to today's movers and shakers. Number five, this person has just started their own show on the Absolute Network. This is Skin, and her uh, autobiography, It Takes Blood and Guts. She's the lead singer of the multi-million selling rock band Skunk and Nancy, a solo artist, an activist, and all-round trailblazer. Skin is a global icon, and she's been smashing stereotypes for over 25 years. This is a story with honesty and passion, the story of how a gay, black, working-class girl with a vision fought poverty and prejudice to write songs and front her own band and become one of the most influential women in British rock music. Very true, absolutely love her. The Ginger Child on Family Loss and Adoption by Patrick Flannery. Would you 
would you take a ginger child a social worker asked patrick flannery as he and his husband embark on their four-year odyssey of trying to adopt this curious question comes to haunt the journey which flannery reaccounts with starts in candor as he explores what it means to make a family as a queer couple to be an outsider in a foreign country to grapple with the inheritance of intergenerational loss and to discover that the emotions we feel are sometimes as mysterious to ourselves as to others uh, number three, the book of queer prophets, 24 writers on sexuality and religion. Is it possible to believe in God and be gay? How does it feel to be excluded from a religious community because of your sexuality? And why do some people still believe being LGBT is a sin? The book of queer prophets contains modern day epistles from some of our most important thinkers, writers and activists. And number two, The Times I Knew I Was Gay by Eleanor Cruz, a tender and funny graphic memoir about identity, love and Willow from Buffy. The Times I Knew I Was Gay reminds us that sexuality is not often determined by falling in love with others, but by coming to terms with oneself, that people must come out not just once, but again and again and again full of <laughs> and, and again if you're me and uh, again yeah full of vitality and love it will ring true for anyone who took time to discover who they truly are now the last time I said that Terry took the mickey you said he's so gay you <laughs> came out twice yeah. <laughs> and that's still doing the rounds on, on commercials oh, for this programme yes. isn't it and at number one number one Rainbow Milk by Paul Mendes it's an intersectional coming of age story following 19 year old Jess McCarthy as he grapples with his racial and sexual identities against the backdrop of a Jehovah's Witness upbringing and the legacies of the Windrush generation. It's a bold exploration of race, class, sexuality, freedom and religion across generations, time and cultures. That is your wow. top 10 LGBTQ books. None of those amazing. interest me, Terry. It was a shocking <laughs> list. <laughs> All of them are amazing. Me. I can't I'm wait. Joking. I need I more. I'm say, that's, that's, the, that's the, that the is a brilliant list. Brilliant list. Yeah, Will you put it online? I need to know this. I didn't. I was trying to make notes, but then I just... Absolutely. We'll publish it on you're, the website. You're lucky you have it on the email. Yeah, there was some amazing ones. I know that the husband is going to love the one about skin from Skunkanazi. He's a massive fan. Yeah. And and some amazing ones as well um i mean uh, about adoption yeah um, the, the ginger child see in there um, and the book of queer prophets yeah it's that's always, the one i want to read it's yeah. one uh, we 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 i mean it took took us years to get to a point where we could actually cover religion yeah. on shout out i remember when we started mm. 10 years ago whenever we went anywhere near it mm. um it caused such a ruckus that w yeah. we just had to abandon it it's only in the last couple of years We've actually managed to talk to several different faiths about it. Yeah, you know, have. some some that yeah. agree, some some that don't agree with it. You know, and they all have their own view. So it's interesting to see there's books out there about mm. it too. I find that anybody be. who's um, got faith or had faith is, and, and is part of the LGBTQ plus community always has a very interesting story to tell. Yeah, there's always like an exit strategy or something that's happened. Or yeah, do you know what I mean? Or even if they're still or they found faith, faith since. Yeah, exactly. Out. That's even yeah. it's yeah, insane. Like happens. there's so yeah, yeah. no, it really does. Yeah. So many different types of. Um, religions and faith and yeah. beliefs and spirituality then you can go in and out of all of them really mm. yeah, yeah if you're me brought up by atheists go Christian by yourself then leave the church to become a pagan and eventually a Buddhist <laughs> you know such fun such fun <laughs> 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 there's a book there's a book in that, that somewhere, honestly, hands, isn't there? honestly yeah. I want to see it yeah. I need to see so, it I did like the, the, the title of the one that's uh, the times I knew I was gay I can think of a few times I knew I was gay oh my gosh every day look in the mirror gay <laughs> oh <laughs> Mine was look at Sue Perkins, gay. Yeah. Well, queer. <laughs> queer, yeah. Oh, queer, but like, you 
know, it just feels one like it. Getting up at 7am to watch the Melon Sue Breakfast Show. Obviously, I was watching it for just the entertainment. I can't even remember what my... I think it was the L word. I think oh, I, yeah, Shane. I was like, oh, Alex. no, I'm gay. Uh, but it was actually really nice to have that yeah. kind of... Even though it was terrible what it should have been it is now now it that is, we reflect yeah, on we, it we, we're, we're better people now <laughs> we're not so <laughs> well naive. you see that's a bit that's a bit like um, Queer as Folk yeah it is yeah. No, you see, so when, when, when <laughs> that came out on TV I watched it I'm like oh my god that is exactly what the gay scene's like yeah, yeah. and it genuinely wasn't I remember it being that fickle back then I mean especially when you bear in mind I was also a teenager yeah 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 um, and you watch it now and I'm just like <laughs> I cringe I'm just like oh my god yeah how, how yeah, bad yeah there's we? a lot of ermagerts yeah. but then there, there was also so it was, it was a completely different time, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was. And, and there was that whole the, the gay scene was there as a safe place, whereas yeah, now yeah. it's so okay to be LGBT. You know, there isn't really such a thing as In the this gay scene, as we call it. There is yeah. a gay scene. Yeah. No, not, yeah, but it's not. It's not like it was when I was eighteen. It is different. It's, it, it's, you know, it, I mean, you, in London, I, went to, I feel like it's a lot. It's still there. Yeah, but but you couldn't be straight and go into a gay place when I was like eighteen, yeah. nineteen, no. because it was, very much it was automatically yeah. assumed that you. Were going to do something nasty and yeah, kick yeah. off, and, and you'd never in a million years turn around to a guy and say, "Hey, mate, I think you're really good looking." Because yeah. if he was straight, he'd punch you. Yeah, doesn't happen In my town, we used to have a gay night once a month in one of the clubs. That was a good <laughs> club. We gave for once a month. Yeah, and you just because there were so few people in the town, you always knew everybody, and everybody was dating everybody. Was called boxes? Was it? No, it was called closets. No, closets. <laughs> it was called Narnia. <laughs> before we before we go, is Matthew still there, Matthew? I am, yes. Oh, oh Matthew, hello. Which, sorry. Which book, which book would you like to find in your stocking on Christmas morning? Well, if I had a real delve around, I'd have to be careful it didn't didn't stab me because I like the life as a unicorn. I really like the the sound of that. I like what uh, you did there. I like yeah. what you did there. I appreciate it. Yeah, life from Wise a men. Muslim boy to a queer drag queen. That sounds yeah, fantastic, doesn't sounds it? Some yeah. very interesting issues uh, tackled in that. And, um, Matthew, yeah, very so good. If anyone is listening and is looking for inspiration for a present, hint, hint. <laughs> for you? <Yeah. laughs> for everyone. Uh, everyone, everyone too. It's a very, very good <laughs> point, get, though. No, if I get 500 copies of these... Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> they all got you the same exact ones. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, 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 no. Well. It is very true, though, Matthew. Wise men never play leapfrog with unicorns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> I, I um, landed in a compromising position this one time that I did leapfrog with... Um, a unicorn? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll talk do, about I'll, that next I'll week. I'll be a bit more careful next time. Uh, anyway that's it for another week Uh, whatever you have planned for Halloween uh, please have a good safe one and stay Covid safe whatever you're doing as uh, as a reminder Shout Out is looking for new volunteers so if you're interested in radio please get in touch head to shoutoutradio.lgbt and click on the contact link Uh, next week it's fireworks night uh, so we're getting a bit queer with science again I wonder who knows that could be I don't know um, I'm not going to list you all, but for myself and the rest of the shout out team, say bye bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, now. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.